Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's so great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. We're back from our summer break, and I hope you all had a wonderful, great 4th of July holiday and got to take some time off. It is my favorite holiday of the year, and I know this is weird, but in some parts of the country, back-to-school sales start this week because There are school systems that go back to school in parts of the country, 1st of August, 10th of August, right in that time period. So one thing I'm asked about a lot is credit cards for students. And should you get one for the student in your household? What are the risks involved? What's the benefit? If there is one, we're going to talk about that. Also, wow, the party's over. There about a third or so of Americans had the incredible privilege, starting in 20 because of the COVID, of being able to work from home, work remotely. It's something that millions of Americans got used to. And now more and more employers are saying, uh-uh, what do you do about it when an employer changes the rules of the game. What's your play in that situation? We'll talk about it. So with the first inklings of students going back to school, I want to talk about the opportunities available to help a student establish credit. This has different wrinkles. First, let's talk about students that are going to college full-time. Student going to college full-time is eligible for college student credit cards. Credit card companies know that most profitable of all customers are college students. And the reason is college students tend to do a lot of discretionary charging. They eat a lot of pizza late at night and other things. And they don't pay their bills in full overwhelmingly. They run up big interest charges, and if they get in over their heads, in most families, the dynamic of most families is when the bill collector calls from the credit card company, the next call is from the college student to a parent who then bails them out. So the risk of the student credit cards is very, very, very low for college students. We believe the best student card in the marketplace is the Discover It student cashback card. Discover has long put a special focus on the college student market. There's also a card called the Quicksilver from Capital One. Quicksilver is like a sub-brand of Capital One's credit cards, and then they have a sub-sub-brand, Quicksilver Student. 
And that's a great card. The third one that we found we really like is from, it's true, Bank of America, the Unlimited Cash Rewards for Students card. All these work very well if you pay the balance in full. They help a student establish credit, and they actually have rewards with them. When their disaster is running a balance because the high interest rates charged on student credit cards. So these cards are great as starter cards for college students. But roughly one-third of high school graduates don't go to college. So then what do you do? How do you establish credit? One way to do it is by you making a student, it could be in high school, whatever, an authorized user on one or more of your cards if you have a good payment history. And that will establish a credit score for them and will potentially make it possible for them to qualify for a low credit limit card on their own because of that, especially if they're working part-time or full-time. Giving someone a card to help them establish credit. Let me say this to you. You can make them an authorized user, but never give the kid the card. Then you will have the benefit for them without the possibility they'll run up charges. And who's responsible for authorized users? You are as the owner of the account. So you got to know your kid. If you have a kid who's very responsible, would never do crazy charging, anything like that, then you're good. You can teach them the basics of using credit by making them an authorized user and giving them the card. By the way, for it to help their credit, you have to give your kid's social security number when you're applying for the authorized user status for them. Otherwise, it's like it never happened. But getting a student established with credit is so important down the road if they at some point want to buy a car, if they're getting insurance on their own, those kind of things. Having a good, solid credit history is essential. Krista? Okay, Jim in Georgia says, Clark gave listeners advice for handling robocalls. He told us not to answer any calls unless they're from someone we know. That is great advice. I was somewhat surprised, however, that he did not mention a feature on the iPhone that will silence unknown callers. I have been using this feature the last few months, and even though I still get 8 to 10 robocalls a day, they never ring through. It is wonderful. Thought I would pass this along for your listeners. Thank you so much for saying this. Now, these technologies that Apple offers and Google offers and third parties offer are not flawless, and there will sometimes be unknown callers that slip through, scamsters that work their way through. And there's one timeshare seller, I don't know if you're getting this, that I block it every single time they call. They're getting past the block on my Uh. phone. And then every time I then have the function on my phone where I say block this number, what do they do the next day? It's a different number. Mm -hmm. So it can be a hassle. But yes, Use the features on your iPhone and your Android to block these junk calls from coming in and bothering you. Michael in Delaware says, on your recommendation, I downloaded the app for, is it you say Timu? I think it's how, I think Timu. you say Timu. Online catalog I've company. never ordered from them. 
The selection and prices are great. On the negative side, they have bombarded all my devices with ads and all my friends that I've recommended it to with ads. So that's probably cookies in your browser. So you're going to get ads because if you allow cookies and you've gone there, you know, just like I say something out loud sometimes and I swear Instagram or Facebook is listening and then I get ads for those things. Right. So if you don't set your all your privacy controls, right? So uh, I'll share something. My wife, Lane, did an experiment where she'd start talking about something just for fun to see if it would generate ads. And she'd say something, and she'd be right by her phone just having a fake conversation with me or someone else about something. And sure enough, 100% of the time, ads for whatever it is she was talking about start appearing on her phone within a day. Crazy. I swear, sometimes I think about something and it like an apple appear. I'm like, what are they doing? It's so crazy. Bill in Pennsylvania says, I have a Best Buy monthly subscription that offers protection for my computer. It's $10 and change a month. I haven't had any issues with my computer. $120 a year? Ugh. But I'm just wondering if I am just wasting the monthly cost. If you have had any experience with these plans, let me know. I appreciate your thoughts. So I hate any of these coverage plans. And I know that a lot of people make an exception when it's a laptop. And this is one of the Best Buy membership programs. Best Buy is trying to get subscription revenue from people. Actually, it looks like it's $179 a year, maybe 15 a month now for this protection plan. I just take my chances. Even though I'm a klutz, I have never insured a laptop or any computer at all. It's worked out for me over time not having any of these protection plans. Yeah, so the Best Buy one, like you can get different benefits. I actually signed up for it and I'm canceling it the one year because we ordered a dishwasher from there. And the benefits of having the delivery and installation, actually I did the calculation. It made sense for one year. Plus, we could get tech support on other things if we needed it, and you can get, you know, other stuff. But, yeah, I'm going to cancel it after a year for sure. Are you really? I really am. I put it in my calendar. Okay. All right. Well, coming up ahead, we're going to talk about remote work. And if you're somebody who's like, well, I never got the option to remote work. So many other people did and changed their entire lives because of it. And now bosses are saying, hey, just kidding about that remote work thing. We're going to talk about the dilemma you face. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There was just a report two weeks ago that for the first time since 20, 
New York City office space, the biggest office market, is it the biggest office market in the world, maybe? For the first time, occupancy top 50%. And in office districts around the country, owners of office space are being foreclosed on all over the place because their occupancies have fallen so much. It's been a mess in the real estate market for businesses that depended on the office workers all over the country. So many businesses that serve those office workers have now closed. It has been so disruptive. At the same time, the roughly one-third of Americans who were able to continue earning a check, working remotely instead of commuting to an office, it was a very welcome lifestyle change for so many. And so many people moved during COVID, doing remote work. They moved to exurban areas, rural areas, moved to a different part of the country because they were working remotely and expected to continue to be able to. There was a big insurance company I talked about recently where Farmers Insurance had promised its employees that full remote work was permanent. Well, that CEO left, a new CEO came in and said, I hate remote work, you're coming back to the office. And it's caused this uproar because people may have moved states away or whatever, and now suddenly they're faced with this. Number of employers, the most common thing has been hybrid. Three days a week in the office, usually a stated three days by the boss, usually They'll throw in Monday, Tuesday, maybe Thursday, some of them Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so that people have collaborative time, face-to-face time, and the rest. Now, as I've shared with you in the past, in our company, we let employees vote after we went to remote work during COVID, and then times changed, and it made sense for us to consider coming back in person we had 100% of employees say they did not want to come back. Is that right? No. It was, it was not 100? I thought it was 100. No, I mean, a lot of people said they wouldn't mind a few days in the office a week, but we already had remote employees before the pandemic all over. So around we, the had, we had no trouble shifting in COVID at all to remote work because we had done blended like that all along. But nobody wants to come back five days a week. Not five days a week. Well, we were four days a week before anyway. We always did remote work on Fridays for people who worked in the office. So we did that before it was cool to do that. Yeah, we did. So this is a dilemma because I worry about company culture. Mm -hmm. As new people come in and they, they aren't with other people, they really may not absorb what we're about and all that. But, you know, we've made this promise to people they can do it. And we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, we, uh, and we get together. We try to have meetings where people could come from wherever they live. And then we have anywhere like an in America because we're spread all over the country now. And we do an annual staff trip together for people who want to come. And the annual shopping spree. Uh, yes. Don't forget the annual shopping spree. Yeah. So there's no, I wouldn't say there's any evil intent of anybody here. Although I think it's pretty uncool what happened at farmers because they had made that promise that it was a forever promise to people. That's why you should never say forever. No. Because you don't know what forever actually is. Forever's till there was a new CEO and they refer to people as policy. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you got a new or personnel's policy, you got a new CEO, and it's like, you know, they're like emperors in these companies. So they're like, I don't care what they said before. I don't care what they put in writing before. That no longer applies. So what does that mean for you as a worker? What does it mean for you as an owner? Like in my case, you know, how do you pivot from this thing where people saved our businesses by working remotely? They saved their paychecks by working remotely. And everybody got used to it. And now it's like, huh, this may not be working in our corporate culture. Uh, Many times they're authoritarian kind of people and they're worried that they can't put their thumb on people. So they must be loafing, you know, and so I think some of that is why people have been ordered back. But this is going to be a messy, messy phase. And for you, if you have adapted to complete remote work and you're being told you got to come back, you're facing a really brutal choice. You've got to get out there in the job market and see if you can maintain this independence you've had somewhere else or you got to roll over on this one and move back and be there the number of days they require. I don't see any alternative in these cases that you either move on career-wise or you adapt because there are employers like Google, people who don't show up because Google requires three days a week now after requiring none. I saw an item that Google, if you're not showing up that amount of time, you get a bad review. They don't fire you, but you get a bad review, which means you're going to eventually be shown the door. And as for us, we are sticking with all remote work. Well, not all. I mean, there's some of us that do. Yeah, there's some of us who come in person. But but I mean, overall. Right, for sure. The gist of what we do is remote. And I'm watching that culture closely to see, do we lose an intangible of the energy we get when people are together? All right. Well, we'll go to questions now. Carolyn in Georgia says, I've been contacted by my local funeral home to buy a whole life insurance, flexible premium deferred annuity to cover my final expenses. Would this be a good financial move? Should I keep my money in stocks and bonds and just pay for my funeral when it happens? Oh. Oh, you're hurting me so much, Carolyn. You just really, you stabbed me right in the heart. A whole life Flexible premium, deferred annuity. What kind of crazy concoction is that? No, you don't want it. (laughs) You don't want it. And if you are well diversified and you have resources, when the time comes, you can pay for your funeral. Your executor will pay for the funeral through your assets. Don't buy any of this crazy insurance junk because it is crazy And it is junk all at the same time. Alan in Tennessee says, I elected to take early retirement in 2020 and I left my 401k funds with my former employer's plan with Vanguard. Recently, I received notice that my former employer would move the 401k administration to another company. Should I leave my 401k funds with my former employer's 401k with the new company or roll the funds over to an IRA with Vanguard or Schwab? So you're already, the plan was already with Vanguard. The new administrator is terrible. Can't stand them. They're high cost. I see no value or virtue in being with them. So I would move that money because you're already in Vanguard Investments. Move it to uh, IRA 
with Vanguard from the employer 401k, the old employer 401k. And I have no idea what the pitch was from this high cost administrator that would get an employer to say, yeah, that sounds like a great idea to raise the costs on our 401k through the roof. And I've been reading in industry literature, trying to find out what the pitch is. And I've only read theories. And the theory is with the pitch they make is that they absorb a lot of the administrative expenses that employers usually pay without disclosing clearly that what they're actually doing is just raising the expenses on the employees of the 401k plan. Mm. Okay. Zebulon in Texas says, I work remotely and I'm planning to buy an RV, which you talked about recently, and travel for a year or two. I'm into genealogy and have accumulated a number of irreplaceable family mementos, which are stowed in a climate-controlled storage unit. I have seen unprecedented increase in the cost of storage in recent years. My Austin unit went from $120 to $250 a month in three years' time. Wow. And the one I have in North Texas has gone from $90 to $160 in one and a half years. As there are no rent stabilization or rent control laws in Texas, landlords can raise the rent by as much as they wish without notice. I was just wondering if you had any suggestions on a more economical and predictable way of storing my possessions safely. So first of all, is it safe to have these very precious items in a storage unit? I don't think so. Storage units, because they are generally unstaffed, so much of the 24 hours, they are a target for thieves. These things are precious to you, and they're not going to be of much value to a thief, but if they take them, they're gone. So things that are very precious and valuable to somebody, having them in a storage unit, I don't like. And you can buy insurance for the possessions in a storage unit. They're not insured otherwise. You can buy that, but... How do you value the sentimental and what value could you get for older items like these? So this is a real problem. And my preference usually is if you've got a really good friend who's got space that you could pay them to rent space in their basement if they have one, garage, whatever. As long as it's temperature temperature controlled. controlled would be better than having it in a storage facility. Now, the thing on the rents, this is normal business operation. If I go to rent a unit at your storage unit in Austin, the other one you have in North Texas, and I'm a new tenant at that storage facility, odds are I'm being offered a unit at a fraction of the cost of what you're now paying. Storage unit operators treat existing tenants as sitting ducks. Because they know the hassle of you picking up and moving somewhere else where rent is lower. So they just run your rent up higher and higher and higher and higher. And then if you tell them, oh man, I can't afford this rent, I'm going to have to move. Then they might offer you a cheaper deal to stay there. The other thing with storage facilities, they're allowed to change the rent month by month unless you prepay a year or so in advance. But as far as having your stuff in the storage facilities, because they are, your words, I'm looking at them right now, irreplaceable family mementos. Irreplaceable? 
irreplaceable, not financially, but emotionally and sentimentally. That's why I don't like them in one of these storage facilities. And I hope you're enjoying your time on the road. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Remember, we're here around the clock to serve your wallet at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. Our Team Clark Consumer Action Center serves you every weekday except holidays for free with one-on-one advice and guidance, 10 in the morning Eastern till 4 in the afternoon Eastern. You can reach them at 636-49-CLARK. And remember what we're about, helping you save more, spend less, and avoid getting ripped off. Have a great one.